Hell, call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Oklahoma's talking about us? No, but the, the state of? I'm really shocked. That's a, <laughs> that's a surprise. The state of... I like that. It's quite a giggle snort there from uh, Mac all those years ago. Let's hear that again. I'm really shocked. That's a... <laughs> that's a surprise. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, we, you don't... At least I haven't seen or heard. We're not getting a whole lot of fodder from Sarkeesian, unfortunately. Uh, for the most part, he's conducting himself as a big-time football coach would or should. Yeah, well, he was, um, he, here's like the most we've had. It happened today. Steve, y'all in Oklahoma are kind of partners in crime, leaving for the SEC. Uh, is it going to be harder to embrace the hate this week, or will you hate them as much as ever? <laughs> I don't know. We embrace it because they're supposed to hate us. I don't know. Um, you know, at the, the end of the day, sorry, uh, at the end of the day, this is. What, what do you think about that? That's, that's about as much as we're going to get from him. They're supposed to hate us. Well, we yeah. do. Don't worry, bud. <laughs> yeah. Check. Yeah. I, he, he's, he's handled himself the way you would, you would think a big-time football coach at a big-time program would. So uh, it's unfortunate, okay? What, what, what's, he, what's he trying to say there? Well, we're Texas. Everyone hates us. That's their job to hate us. Everyone hates us. Well, I think it's just him um, – not acknowledging I, if he says yeah we hate them it's going to be in print i he, i don't think he just he just doesn't want to get it in print hmm. i think if if venables was asked the same question does it make it harder to hate texas right now because you're both going to the sec together and kind of you guys against the rest of the conference he would probably you know find a way around saying, uh, no, we hate him more than we ever have. I, I doubt he, you would get that sound bite, you know? Yeah. Cherokee Sooner, thank you. Mac Brown sounds just like Tyler. I appreciate that. <laughs> Look, man, when I'm walking around the fair. That Matt, that's Mac Brown doing his Tyler that, that, uh, impression. That's exactly what that was. That's a surprise. <laughs> uh, I don't want any of those idiots in burnt orange trying to come up to me or the rest of us and – like trying to have some sort of a bromance or, hey, man, this SEC is going to be fun, ain't it? No, nah, I don't want to have a conversation with these people. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you Saturday. I hate you every single day. Like, don't act like we're alike now all of a sudden because we're going into this new conference. I hope you lose every game in this conference, and I hope you lose every single game in the next conference. So to the Texas fans that are listening, please, don't. Don't try to make this uh, anything other than what it is. Can't stand you. We're not having SEC nice conversations this weekend. The Go best away. thing about going to the SEC for Texas is 
it's going to take the fan bases in the SEC like 15 years to figure out that like even though you've got the belt buckle, boots, and hat on, you're not a cowboy. You are just all hat, no cattle. Know, all hat, no cattle. You live in the suburbs and drive a Nissan or something. That's it's going to take a while. Like we know that we've seen the same song and dance forever. It's going to take everyone else a long time to realize. It's like you know now that I'm watching these guys. They don't act like tough cowboys. And they're very sensitive. That's why um, there's two new targets on the block in the SEC. Uh-oh. And the SEC fans are going to realize pretty quickly, you know, like what, what you said last hour with Matt Campbell, like quit reacting to people yelling hot seat at you. Everyone else is going to do it. People are going to find out pretty quick how sensitive they are. They will, uh, they'll, they'll be a target for a while. Right. I can't wait. Yeah. That we tend to act uh, – a certain way on social media from time to time, but that's that's normal. What are we talking about here? That's right. normal. Um, let me see. A text line. Sarks Vodka says, if a Texas fan tried to have a bromance, I'd get arrested. It's the type of energy we need. I like yeah. that. Ethan's, yeah. uh, let's see, you only think you hate Texas. Wait until you have to deal with the idiot Razorback, says Ethan Downsater. <laughs> <laughs> Big John from Texas says, right on. We ain't ever going to like Texas. We will always hate them. Good. So I better not see any of you, all right, talking to a Texas fan, smiling and saying, oh, I know, SEC's going to be fun, isn't it? I'm just glad we're going with you guys. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think any of that's going to happen, at least at least not at, at the game this weekend. It's going to be charged up. There's going to be a lot of trash talk going back and forth. Um, if Oklahoma wins – when Oklahoma wins, yeah, that's better. the fans are going to be throwing that 49-0 to crap that we got for, for a calendar year right back at Texas, right? And they're waiting on it. You, um, boy, for someone that's next to impossible to get a final score out of, yeah. I don't know if I've heard you more confident about a game than you are about this one. And I'm not even just talking about today. You've been saying for like two or three weeks now that OU's going to win this game. Yeah. So let's let's talk about it. Like, I don't know if you want to point out the one thing or just why overall are you so confident about this one? I think like, Oklahoma's a little bit different than most programs. And which, first of all, I think we've got great leadership right now. I think the staff is doing an excellent job. I think Coach Venable's doing an excellent job. Um, but the the expectations and I, it, it's, it's just different. And after having the season we had a year ago, our guys are going to have an incredible edge going into this game. Right? It's not, it's not fear. I don't want to call it fear, but it is – it's I, I, the moment means everything, and I don't think they don't care about being five and zero. Are you asking anyone on the team? No one cares about that. Uh, Texas is like they haven't had any success recently in in a long time, and 
they feel good about where they are. They feel comfortable about where they are. They're playing good football. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not, but one team is going to be fighting for their life because, like, the thought of losing the game is the end of the world. The other team is thinking, "Hey, we're in a good place right now. All right, we're in a really good place. We're playing good football." We're ranked number three in the country. Quarterbacks playing good. Offense and defense are both ranked high. Why do I think you sound like Cowherd right now? You're talking about That's, Texas. Well, I just think the two teams are in different places mentally. Now, I can't speak to what it's like in Texas's locker room. Um, and I do think that Sark's done a better job with culture there than, than his predecessors. But this isn't a... Well, if we lose, we're still going to be fine. If we win out, we can beat them in the Big 12 championship. Like, there's there's not going to be any of that. It is a do-or-die moment for this football team, and that's I, I think that edge is going to mean everything well, on kind, Saturday. It kind of feels like the, uh, the good old days, and not to try and point everything back to, you know, 20 years ago, but I feel like a lot of the offseason 20 years ago was about this game. It right. feels like that was in that should be the case after you get beat forty nine nothing, but you know, whether it was forty nine nothing or like forty nine, you know, certain uh, reps of an exercise or, or something during the season sure. or you're sick? Big dog, what if you're sick OU Texas? Then what? It, it, I'm, I'm right. going to guess there was a lot of emphasis on that game last year this offseason. Yeah. Is that is that right? Is that kind of what you're referencing there? Well, yeah, I mean that Yes, that's part of it. That's part of it for sure. Um, but I think one team is really comfortable and happy with where they are. I think the other doesn't care anything about their ranking, doesn't care anything about their record. And I, I, I feel like they're a brawler going into the, going into the scrum, saying well, they'll be the aggressor. I'm, I'm, I'm coming out on a stretcher, right, or I'm going to win the thing or I'm coming out on a stretcher. Like, it's an all-in mentality. I, I don't know. I could be wrong about that. Maybe maybe both teams are comfortable. Maybe Texas has that mindset, but I feel like this team has a really nice edge to them. Feels like if nothing else, OU will come out and play. They'll, they'll play really well on Saturday. Yeah. And I think if they play really well, that'll be enough to uh, enough to beat Texas. SEC snob says Teddy is trying to say Texas sucks. Nine one eight. Teddy's optimism is the reason why I think Texas wins. LOL. They're the better team. OU's run game issues will be exposed, and I don't tr- tr- trust DG. Huh. Okay. Well, I mean that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, the quarterback he doesn't trust has um, thrown for more yards, thrown for way more touchdowns has a higher efficiency, uh, has rushed for more yards and more touchdowns, you know, so. And I, I agree about the running the football situation, but I don't know if the Texters realizes that Texas doesn't run the football very good either, all right? 
I think we are both ranked like right together. They were better it, on Saturday. That's probably yeah. the best, at least with the running backs that Texas had running the ball against yeah. Kansas. But you're right. I think going to the last week, they were averaging less yards uh, than OU. Yep. Yep. It was. We were right there together. I think going into last week, we were like 157 a game, which we hit right on the number, and they were like 155. So I don't know. Yep. My optim- I've been optimistic uh, about every game so far this year. Now, ultimately, it doesn't mean anything, but I would just suggest that there's zero correlation to that um, prediction, so it's a stupid way to look at it. J.P. Sooner says, we need a hate Texas week-long ban on pessimistic takes from the text line. Uh, well, I, you I'm all for them. Well, I, but I have some reasoning to it. That's the uh, first negative Dylan Gabriel text that I've seen today, and it took us until 4 o'clock to get there. Last week it was at like 3.03, and there were multiple. Well, here's what's interesting, though. Gabriel hasn't played in this game before. Now, I would also suggest to you that Quinn Ewers hadn't played in this game before either. You know? Wasn't much of a test last year. No pressure whatsoever, just kind of sitting back. I mean, that's – it's going to be a totally different experience for that guy. Totally different. At least I hope it is. I mean, it it is, dude. I mean, just just the looks defensively that he is going to get, it's it's going to be totally different. Not the same. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I I think we should probably make life pretty difficult on Quinn Ewers. You know what's interesting about Texas – Let's see if I can pull up the statistics here. Uh, but they're, They haven't they're, won a conference championship since 2009. I find yeah, that pretty interesting. That's definitely interesting. Um, now, according to the advanced analytics, they are horrible on third down. I'm trying to bring up here on the Big 12 stats what they're where they are in, in third down on here. But, um, you know, they're good in most areas, but... Their third downs, for whatever reason, look really bad. Um, that's yeah, that's Texas actually is, pretty surprising for them. I, I feel like they'd be pretty good. But. Oklahoma's number one in the conference, uh, converting 55%. And Texas is all the way back at, like, what is that, eighth? They're at eighth. Um, so it is, it's interesting. They're really good on early downs, first, second down, but for whatever reason, third down has been a, a huge problem area for them. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is – I feel like this year – I started going to this game in 2003. That was, that was my first time there. This uh, ticket prices are about – I think they're the most expensive I've ever seen. Like If, if you just want to get in the door uh, with the bad seats, you're looking at about $400 on the secondary market after Dang. fees. Dang. Before fees, huh? There are a lot of people looking for tickets and a lot of people uh, that have only run across really expensive tickets up to this point. Yeah. It's, it's um, with where Texas is at. Because for the past, what, decade plus, during the decade of suck, like tickets haven't been necessarily cheap, but they've been easier to find. You know, maybe there's a year where Texas fans are a 14-point favorite and they don't want to come. Last year, you know, we kind of knew what was going to happen. But both teams feel really good going into this game. Yeah, ticket prices are insane, dude. Insane. Right. Probably the most expensive I've ever seen it. Well, 
And I don't know how much That's they're going to That's a shocker. Get, I don't know how much they're – like, normally Monday it's like, eh, wait throughout the week, those prices will go down. And maybe they do. I just – I don't know, man. I tend to think they're going to be around the $350, $400 mark for, for most of the – for all the week, the entire well, week. Well, I feel like – I feel like the Texas game is a little bit different. I, typically, it's one of those where as the week goes on, people – find reasons not to go oh well johnny's got a baseball game we couldn't find a sitter and all of that stuff this is usually i think a little bit opposite where people start finding reasons to go right like making arrangements because they don't want to miss it and i think that's this is definitely going to be one of those years you know 2021 um that crowd at OU Texas was maybe unlike anything I've ever seen on like a consistent level that second half, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that team really rallied behind the crowd two years ago. Like it the crowd made a difference in a game on a neutral site. Yeah. I feel and they like they were ready for that last year. We just didn't Yeah, you know. But I definitely think they're ready for it this year. Like I, I don't I don't think that you're got a bunch of fans going down there ready to sit on their hands. Like I think you got a bunch of people pretty charged up and ready to make a difference on Saturday, which is kind of fun. It'll be it'll be intense. 2021 OU Texas is the best I have ever seen OU fans. I don't disagree with that. I mean consistently it was just yeah. insane, man. It was insane. Like there may have been louder roars from the crowd in that game, right. but just like oh, I, yeah, man, it was it was insane. Yep, it they, was. They incredible. willed that team to victory that day, is what they did. That's right. It was and, just and given an the opportunity. Given the opportunity, Saturday they'll they'll do the same thing again. That's right. And you know, I think it's going to be a loud football game because both teams, for the first time in a really long time. Uh, not just the the being ranked and all of that stuff and being undefeated. Both teams are coming in with the defense. Both teams have a really really good defense. I think we're, you know, right there close to each other in a bunch of the statistics. So, you know, whenever you got defensive teams, the, the game slows down a little bit. Those third downs become incredibly important, and you know the whatever side you're on tries to get behind their defense, make it loud, make it hard to operate on the offense. So. I think it could be one of those games. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on here from Newcastle Casino. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Hey, Sooner basketball fans. It's time for one last go-round in the Big 12 at the Lloyd Noble Center. Your men's basketball season tickets are on sale now and start at just $149. Secure your seats now and don't miss out on any of this year's Sooner Hoops games. Visit Soonersports.com. Or call 800-456-GO-OU. That's 800-456-4668 to purchase your tickets today. We'll see you at the LNC this season. Boomer Sooner. Against Texas. I'll look back for one second. Uh, Brennan Thompson, nice game, man. Two catches, 62 yards, and a 54-yarder. And I, I think, man, they had him in motion on a play around the goal line. And, oh, you got a false start. I'm wondering if they were about to hand him the ball in like an end around and go let him score. Yeah. Yeah. If if he if he were to get that thing and turn the corner, forget about See ya. it. And you know, the other stuff is like whenever he 
was in the game and he was running a go route, man, I am telling you, he was – you want to talk about stretching the defense? There's like two guys like with their heads tilted back running as hard as they can to keep up with him, um, fearful of the speed. And that's the thing. Like, if anyone knows his speed, it's Texas. So if he's out there, you know that they're going to be, uh, you know, on edge a little bit. You got to be, edge. you got to be on edge when he's, now, when he's out there. There's been people claiming that perhaps he got banged up. It was grabbing the the back of his knee after I think it was the long Tawi Walker run, and I I don't know. I didn't hear anything about a post game. He, he's or anything, he, but he, he's fine. He's good. Okay. Just good. Uh, go ahead and say that now. He's he's all right. Yeah. That's good news. Pastor Andy from BA says, under the radar, Jonah Laulu. He is getting a huge push. What do you think? Camo Sooner oh, also man. said that as well. I think I think he's playing some really, really good football. You know, he's he's done some good stuff on the interior, and he's getting better and better. You know, he – he still hadn't played a whole lot of snaps there. He's five games in. He got spring and in, in training camp, but you know he's still improving. He's he's developed this late spin move that is really effective. He's so strong, and he's got really long arms. And whenever he starts pushing, and then as as the offensive lineman really tries to anchor and, and dig in and push back, he hits like this late spin and. Those guys go flying forward, and he's clean to get to the quarterback. It's a really nice move. Jesse G. and Lane in California both say Jaden Gibson. And it's hard to be, you know, it's hard to be, like, there are certain players that you're really happy for this year that are having great years. Like, he's, like, maybe number one for me. Yeah. What people thought of him after the spring game compared to now, yeah, it didn't look like the same kid. Yeah, well – I would agree, except for there's nothing under the radar about. Well, that's uh, that's why I didn't bring him up. Yes, <laughs> he, he, he he's had a every top time he five touches play. the ball, it's a wow. Well, yeah, he's had a top five play on college football final this year, and that was his uh, catch against Arkansas State. I don't think that was his best player of the year. I think the best player of the year that that, that he's had was uh, Saturday against Iowa State. Right. Yep he's he's been great, and I think he's going to continue to get. Uh, more or maybe better opportunities it's hard to get more i mean we've got i don't know five six or more wide receivers that really give you a good chance whenever they're out there and you know it's it makes it difficult to just to give any one guy a ton of reps uh so you're in a good spot at wide receiver and i continue and i don't i'm sure you probably feel the same way I think the group is improving almost week by week. Well, and look, Texas wide receiver core will be talked about a lot this week, and rightfully so, they're good. But I think if people nationally or even locally are going to say that Texas has a huge edge at wide receiver, like that, to me, is not the case. It's not the case, man. No. Um, I If they have an edge, it's small. Dude, like top to bottom, like an entire wide receiver core, they don't have a C.D. Lamb necessarily. At least right now they don't have a C.D. Lamb at wide receiver. But just top to bottom, this is the best wide receiver core, I think, in a while that OU's had. Multiple targets in in that group. Uh, Yes. I'm trying to think. Who do you think – 
I don't. I think Ad Mitchell's better than Worthy. Don't necessarily disagree with that, and he's uh, accomplished a lot more. I mean, he's what has he had like uh, four college football playoff games where he's caught a touchdown? I think. Yeah. yeah well, good. I mean, right now they are they're really close in in their overall production. I think. Let's see. Uh, Worthy averages 69 yards a game. Nice. nice. Uh, A.D. Mitchell averages 64 a game. Um, Worthy's got 26 catches. A.D. Mitchell's got 22. A.D. Mitchell has four touchdowns to Worthy's three. I mean, so they're right there as far as statistics, uh, neck and neck. Um, so, now, neither of them are uh, – Better than Andrell Anthony as far as yards. Um, you know, touchdowns, they're higher. But, you know, when it comes to touchdowns, Nick Anderson is actually leading all receivers in the Big 12. And I would argue that Nick Anderson's going to be better than both Worthy and A.D. Mitchell. That's so why I said there's not a C.D. Lamb that? in that room. Just, yeah, maybe. A lot of Reggie Pearson love for Under the Radar on Saturday. Yeah, he played great. Got back in after not, uh, a, not a shock. Well, yeah, not not playing against Cincinnati, getting right back in there. It looks like he didn't miss any time whatsoever. Right back in it, stud. Yeah, he's a good player, absolute stud. And he hits uh, rather hard when he's out there as well. Which uh, he hits hard. You know, a lot of times you have guys that the real thumpers are also some of the guys most likely to miss tackles. Because they're trying to zero guys up and come in on the edge of out of control. And sometimes, you know, there's a high whiff factor. But he is he is great at delivering big hits whenever he, he needs to. But also making the smart, safe tackle whenever he needs to. He's just, he's just really good. Really good tackler. And he's not the only one. Maybe he may be the best, but all of our safeties, corners, defensive backs—really, the entire team is tackling at a really good rate right now. Uh, under the radar for me, the fan that I heard from four or five sections over during the second quarter: "Come on, defense!" Only the second time <laughs> I've heard it this year, but I, I did indeed hear it on Saturday. Well, that's okay. There I was, was a couple moments worthy of that, and they did come on. Uh, also under the radar, boy, they really uh, flexed uh, on the light show on Saturday, did they not? What'd you think? I thought it was great, um, but they used it for the halftime show. They ha- they didn't use it uh, for like the first three or four touchdowns. Then Drake Stoop scores and place goes crazy. No, it was well, it was it was awesome. I well, it wasn't dark. I, at, I know, at first. I, I know, I know, I know. But, but the thing is. How many night games are you going to get? you got to go all no out shit. whenever you, you get an opportunity. The next time, when they play Alabama, finally, is our next <laughs> night game. It's probably The atmosphere, true. for being a 19, 20-point favorite, the atmosphere was awesome on Saturday. And, of course, guess what? You have another Big 12 team that brings about 75 fans to the game. I'm so glad to get out of this loser conference where no one shows up. Well, I won't miss Iowa State. I'll tell you that much. I won't miss it. You never went to Ames, though. So you can't say. You can't really well, necessarily I, say I that. I feel like I can say I'm not going to miss Ames. I'm going to go out on a limb there. Okay. I'm sure it's a nice time, but the SEC's got some pretty awesome places. Fair enough. You got any uh, under-the-radar submissions? Do you want to 
tip your cap to the band for playing your your favorite bands. Your favorite under group. the radar submission, the band. Uh, I'll give you that. I will give you Kip Lewis. Um, I will give you. I'll give you. God, was it under the radar? Drake Stoops was excellent. Well, and that's Again. what and that's what someone else said. It's just. You look up and it's he's got five or six catches and one or two touchdowns every single game this year. It feels like Drake Stoops in the top five for uh, receptions in the Big Twelve. He's got twenty five catches and four touchdowns. Just tough, pretty dude. amazing stuff. Le- legitimately looks like he loves to block on the outside. Got a little bit of a uh, late hit on the sideline over there at Iowa State, and he just Ooh, has that he reaction. He flushed that dude. He he just has the reaction of like, yeah, all right, let's go. Like he kind of he kind of digs it. He's that's right. He, he's awesome, man. He is. He is. All right. Uh, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function mobile. Mine are at the box office for only $10. Riverwind, the Metro's best casino experience. It's What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by Yala Gosney Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yala Gosney Law. They work to... Keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's Yala Gosney Law, 405-800-8080, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Uh, let's start here. Did you watch uh, Sunday Night Football last night? Uh, the whole family did in hopes of seeing Taylor Swift, so that was that was us. Okay. Was that's be, where we... I was supposed to be at that game, by the way, but that's not the point. Right. Let's uh, let's go ahead and and talk. Start right there. Um, football people are annoyed with the Taylor Swift thing, um, but there is no denying that there's been a in like my wife watched the entire football game. Tyler, start to finish that. Never happens, ever, okay? Is that because of Taylor Swift or Ryan Reynolds? Maybe both. I don't know. It was weird. I'm not sure if I like it or not. <laughs> but there's no doubt there's more There's there's more people watching for whatever reason. And that's also led a bunch of people to think that this thing is, like, it's a staged situation. Like, there is, without a doubt, um, like cross marketing going on here. You think this is a? You think this is a setup here? Well, I'm I'm saying that relationships fake, situational. I'm not saying it's necessarily fake, but I think it is being seized by the NFL for sure, and by. Taylor Swift and her yeah. group, whatever. Well, hey, hey. Um, there's a Taylor Swift movie coming out, I think, this weekend. It's pretty convenient yeah. timing, right? Yeah, it was the. It was in the first commercial break, wasn't I, it? Yep. Well, first or second. It was in the first quarter for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's And the NFL is like, 
changing their profile pick to Taylor Swift, all kinds of stuff. They're leaning into crap. it, man. Yeah, they're going to flex the uh, Chiefs games to primetime every single week this year so they can get Taylor Swift there. I, I saw a great tweet last night. It says, hey, NBC, enough already with the shots of this attention-seeking diva who doesn't even play football. No more Aaron Rodgers. Show us Taylor Swift. Because <laughs> they That's showed Aaron Rodgers good. there last night, too. I got a kick out of that one. That is pretty good. Okay, second question about the game. Did the Jets get screwed? Yes. Are you kidding me? There's no way that's defensive holding. That's a no call, man. You don't call that. Right. Like, he's throwing in a double coverage as is. Like, didn't – I don't really think it affected the play all that much. Um, bad call, man. Bad, bad call. Ugh. Zach Wilson played really good last night, too. Mm-hmm. Did you see that stat? What was that? I don't have it in front of me. Dang it. I should have. I th- it's like the first time in a Mahomes win that a, the other quarterback threw for more yards and more touchdowns or something crazy like that since he's been in the NFL. I'll have to see if I can track that down. Pretty crazy. Um but, anyways, that was enough of the Taylor Swift thing. Yes, thank um, you. West Virginia, how about the win they got going on the road, getting that dub, really impressive. Uh, Neil Brown's got it going. They are 4-1 and one right now with a loss to Penn State. And, you know, that, that game, I think, was like a seven-point game at halftime. I mean, they were, they were tight in that one, and – Got the win against TCU. Have you taken a look at the rest of their schedule? Yeah, I have. Chandler Morris took a terrible sack, by the way, uh, to force oh a longer God. field goal, um, which O'Connell's was very excited when TCU missed that field goal. But, yes, I have. Uh, they're Houston. They're at yeah. Houston. Oklahoma State at home. That might be the two worst teams in the league. Then they're at UCF. Tough BYU one. at home. At OU. Cincinnati at home. At Baylor. I, and I know that everyone just thinks OU and Texas are going to play in the Big 12 championship again. And I think that that's probably the case, too. They're the two best teams. But West Virginia just, man, they got to cakewalk the rest of the way outside of trip know. to Norman, man. I know it. I think that I definitely favor them at both uh, against both Houston and Okie State. At UCF is going to be an interesting one. Now, I don't know what happened with UCF against Baylor, but that's going to be a tough game for them. Baylor at home. At Oklahoma, and then Cincy at home at Baylor, I, I think that they can win every game um, except Norman. I, well, even even in Norman, that's good. I think they have a chance. Like that, I think that's going to be a good football game. They'll probably be. Uh, I mean, they'll definitely be a top twenty-five team by the time they get there. I would imagine. Well, this is also West Virginia we're talking about, so I'm not going to put it past them to go to UCF and lose to just a, an okay team. True, very true. But the schedule is very favorable from here on out. Uh, you got That's all more? I got. Uh, okay, so three new additions to the fair food on Ooh. Saturday. If you had to eat one of the three, would you go with the Fruity Pebble Pickle, a delicious whole dill pickle wrapped in uh, a fruit roll-up and fruit by the foot, drizzled in sugar syrup and coated with Fruity Pebbles? Would you go with the Cotton Candy Rita? which is essentially a margarita but with cotton candy all in it? Or would you go with what I'm interested in, and if OU wins, we'll probably be happening, the fried fireball shot. 
<laughs> a fluffy, airy, melt-in-your-mouth sweetness <laughs> of angel food cake meets the red-hot and fiery cinnamon flavor of Fireball. <laughs> so basically it's uh, like a, I don't know, angel food cake cinnamon dipped in a Fireball shot. Well, I gotta tell you. You gagged three times. I, I heard each one. Uh, any type of uh, liquor that is not cold is a horrible idea, in my opinion. So you can throw that one out. Now, the Cotton Candy Rita sounds pretty good. You know, the pickle at first I thought was, I was like, that's stupid. But there's almost like a sweet and sour thing going on there that may actually be pretty good. I think I'd go with the pickle. A whole dill pickle wrapped in a fruit roll-up, fruit by the foot, drizzled in sugar syrup and coated uh, with fruity pebbles. Yeah. That'll cost you 30 tickets, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. You're probably right. Wow. Uh, There was SOS in Boulder once again this weekend. Same old USC has a massive lead. They get an offensive lull. They don't have the defense to preserve a lead. Colorado has an onside kick late in the game. Uh, I've seen that game so many times. It just happened in Boulder this weekend instead of in Norman. Yeah, that was crazy, right? I mean, it, you just you just knew it was coming at some point. And let me say, Shadur Sanders, He's a good player. he had the throw of the game, in my opinion. That one where he, on the run, threw that laser beam to the back of the end zone. Whew, what a throw. But I don't, the pressure... Has to be intense out there in Southern Cal on Lincoln Riley to make some type of move. I, I don't think it's going to matter what he does, but at some point, it's probably going to be out of his hands, don't you think? Um, yeah, I think that's probably going to happen soon. Last one I have: College Game Day will be in Dallas this weekend. Yeah, uh, Herb Street and Fowler will be calling the game. I got to say, I sat down and watched almost an entire college game day for the first time in a long time. And I actually laughed and enjoyed my uh, viewing experience on Saturday. I don't know if you or anyone else did, but they had this new thing where, because McAfee used to be a kicker, you uh-huh. kick a 33-yarder and it's like 33,000 or whatever. This kid had no chance to make it. They gave oh him another gosh. chance. McAfee is like, I'll give you a million dollars if you make this. <laughs> and it like hit someone, like someone was recording it and it like hit him in the face. Um, then I guess he threw up in a building nearby, and Herb Street called him out the next segment. Like, it was actually kind of funny. There was personality there. Uh, I've, I've watched it a couple of times this year for like some brief periods of time, and I've, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, he, he definitely has lightened the mood, and I think it's gotten everyone out of their, their – Real tough, know everything exterior. Because when he uh, first got on that show, he like made fun of Kirk Herb Street for something, and you could tell Herbie was nah, not about it, right. not about being the butt of the joke. But he's kind of leaned into McAfee's behavior, is what right. it looks like to me. Probably got to know him a little bit and, better. And McAfee's yeah, I, not for everyone. It. I understand that, but they needed some personality on that show. Now, last week at Cincinnati, um, I watched. While I did the show in my room, I watched pretty much his entire show on ESPN, which I'm guessing this is what he does. He'll probably do his whole show from uh, the fair on Friday. Yep. Uh, they kind of do it from the game day set, which is pretty cool. So, 
All right, uh, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up our number two here from Newcastle Casino. Stay with us. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma... Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers are bringing you this hour of The Rush. A reminder, tonight from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. in the Sooner Mall parking lot, it's the National Night Out. 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Sooner Mall parking lot. It's a a night of community building, crime prevention information, touch a truck, kid-friendly activities, food giveaways, and more. So... I know some of you are going out there. If you are unaware of the event, it is tonight from 5.30 to 8.30, Sooner Mall parking lot in Norman. Boy, um, what's the situation at tight end like right now? Well, a pass was completed early on in the game to Austin Stogner, and everyone in our section said, yeah, tight end, and turned around and (laughs) high-fived one another. I don't expect the situation to change all that much here moving forward, but at least for, for one series, everyone was happy. Yeah, yeah, that and gosh, what a beautiful ball from Dylan Gabriel. Um, just a little swing route by the back and the seven or sell route by Stogner, and he had a guy under and over the top, and Dylan Gabriel put it in just the honey hole, perfect spot, and Stogner made a really nice competitive catch was, there. Was that? Yeah, that was that was awesome. Was that Dylan Gabriel's best game at OU? Yes. Yeah, I was limiting it to at halftime. That's the best half of football I've ever. Yeah, but yeah, that I think that was his best game. What he throw for? Let me see. I've got it right here in front of me. Um, I think he threw for what was it three sixty something, three forty something. His final um, numbers. Also, he's about twenty six to thirty twenty six to thirty nine for three sixty six, three touchdowns and that one interception. But the two touch. I mean, he had. Eight carries for 37 yards, two touchdowns. But there was some attitude on those touchdown runs. I know. Not scared of getting hit at the goal line. Kind of all about it. He was it. feeling it. And what I loved is, I, okay, so he threw the interception. But he also threw the ball up to give Jaden Gibson and let him make a play. He continued to throw the ball, push the ball down the field, let his guys make plays. Um, this ball to Stogner, I mean, the throw may have been to throw the swing route. You know, that's like a that's a cover two beater. You try and put the the cover two corner in in conflict with the swing route, and then the the cell and the half field safety's got to get out of, get off the hash and go make the play over the top. It's a really difficult play for cover two. Uh, he probably should have thrown the swing, but he trusted it and trusted Stogner to go up and make a catch, like. That's what we've wanted to see from him, be more aggressive. I thought it was his most aggressive football game by a long shot. Yeah, it was. By the way, uh, don't look now, but three consecutive games with a touchdown for Nick Anderson. Had another one. 
Good looking route, yeah. right down the middle, boom, easy touchdown. So we were just what a ball. We we talked two weeks ago. All right, great game against Tulsa. Let's see if he builds on that, and he he has. I mean, he yeah. had three touchdowns like he had against Tulsa, but he's much like Jaden Gibson, and much like a lot of other wide receivers, but most notably Gibson and Anderson. They're making a play every single time they're given an opportunity. Yep, and I love whenever they go when they got. Andrew Anthony, like we went, I think we went more four wides in that game than we've run the entire season combined. Feels like it. Where you've got uh, Nick Anderson, Andrew Anthony as the outside receivers opposite one another, and then Farouk and Drake Stoops as the slot guys with the single back. Um, we ran a lot of that. And I think that gets, you know, and, Let's just be honest. Tight end is is down for us right now. That's that four wide look gets the most talent of ours out there on the field at the at the same time. So uh, it wouldn't shock me if we see that more and more as the season rolls on. So good stuff. All right, quick timeout. We got the final hour of the rush coming up next here from Newcastle. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma.